0: amen all right i have a picture um on the slide there if you look in graphics i forgot to put it up but uh yeah if you can pull that picture of myself and uh the young lady i just hold on that um i will start with that but before i jump into the message today can i ask edie to to stand and and barbara and 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 john john talbot where is she she's outside Um, Yeah. I just want to take this moment to thank you for um, just your servant heart. We have our growth track. uh, It's a class that we do here um, every Sunday after church. I mean, for four Sundays, uh, uh, beginning of February, we've been having growth track here. And we provide lunch for people that want to know more about Oasis and, 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 and say they want to make this a home church. And we just want to thank you for providing lunch for the past four Sundays for Growth Track. We so, so, so much appreciate you. We pray God to bless you. Come on. Can we just thank them? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Appreciate this. Sit down. So. I was at a conference, not really a conference, uh, I don't know whether you guys know John Maxwell. Yes, so John Maxwell, um, I'm part of the John Maxwell team. And this week we had a conference and I had the privilege of meeting uh, Maria. And just a little story about Maria. Maria was born in Portugal. She was born, and shortly after she was born, her mom, her mother became sick. So her mother went to an African woman and asked her to care for Maria uh, until she get better. So this African woman who worked as a cleaner took in Maria and provided for Maria, cared for Maria, supported her. But her mom, Maria's mom, never got better. So at the age of 18, Maria moved from Portugal to Switzerland. And while she was in Switzerland, she started working as a waitress in a restaurant. And because of her level of excellence, somebody recommended her to apply for a job with Emirates Airlines. So she applied for the job, and she got the job. So she started working with Emirates. And one of her trips, she was given 24 hours layover in Dakar, Bangladesh. And it was within these 24 hours of layover in the city that God took over her heart. She found her calling. She went to the slums and went to the hospital and saw how children were suffering. Maria went back and resigned her job and moved back to their car to care for orphans. So she started small, 20 children went to 100, went to 300, and went to 600 children. Soon, Maria discovered that she needs money to secure the future of her children, her 600 children. So what will you do? She left her job. She had no contact, nothing. So Maria went on Google and asked, how can I raise a million dollars? Because I have children that I have to secure their future. And Google said to her, if you climb Mount Kilimanjaro and create awareness, you'll be able to raise a million dollars. So Maria went back and trained, this was in 2010. She went back and trained and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Came down, didn't raise a million dollars. She went back to Gogo and said, what can I do to raise a million dollars to secure the future of my children? And Gogo told her, if you go to the North Pole, you create awareness and you raise a million dollars. And Maria went to the North Pole, came back, didn't raise a million dollars. She went back to Google and said, What can I do? Because I have a future of children that I need to secure, what can I do to raise funds? Google said to her, if you become the first Portuguese woman. To climb Mount Everest. you raise money, you create awareness and you raise money. Maria went and trained and climbed Mount Everest, came down, didn't raise the money. She went back to Gogo and said, "GoGo, help me. What can I do?" She said, "If you run marathon." on all continents of the world, you create awareness and you raise money. Maria signed up, trained, ran return in six weeks in all the continents in the world, finished the marathon, and then raise money. She went back and said, I have a future of children that I need to secure. What can I do to raise money? And they told her, if you swim across the English Channel River, you will raise money. So she started making phone calls to find somebody to train her, and nobody, nobody wanted to train her. And the reason nobody wanted to train her, because she never swam before. So she asked and she looked all over and nobody was willing to train her. Finally, somebody said, I will give you a shot, but I will need to train you for two years. Maria said, I don't have two years. I have 600 children that I need to feed. I need to sponsor to school. Their future is on me. I don't have two years. She said, can you do it in a year? The guy said, Maria, you never swim before. She said, let's do it in a year. They trained her, she started swimming across the channel, the English channel. Didn't make it across because of the current and she was headed in the wrong direction. She was misguided, but she attempted. You see, we we'll talk about passion, even when you're stretched. Maria had a future, and she would do everything to see that the future of her children was secure. We're beginning a new series in the book of James, and I'm going to launch the series and then few other people, my wife will jump in next week and we'll see, it's going to be a four-week series. But today I want to talk to you about stretched. Stretched. We all know that life can throw challenges on us. Because so much challenges on us. Sometimes we feel stretched the breaking point. You see, the Bible, in the book of James, the Bible talked about James is very honest about about this reality that life can throw challenges that sometimes can be so overwhelming on us. But James is not just honest about this conversation. James provided us with some practical tools and advice and how we need to depend on God, but also to allow the word of God to inform us on how to respond when we are stretched. So today I want to share three things with you that James kind of advised us to do when we are stretched, because all of us, we've been stretched at one point. Some of us can say, right now, you're just in that season. You you really feel, oh man, I'm so, so, so overwhelmed. I'm so stretched, so what should I do? I think if that is your question, God have you here for a reason. Because as we dive in the book of James, we will see some practical tools on how to respond in seasons that we felt stretched. So I'm going to jump into these three things quickly. Number one, James said when you're stretched, you should have a positive attitude. Have a positive attitude. Do we have that on the slide? Have a positive attitude. You see, James chapter one, verse two, James said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And you see, the Greek word here, face, triers, when you face, the Greek word here simply means when you run into. When you run into or to hit against. Consider it pure joy whenever you face, whenever you run into trials of any kind. You see, when I was in South Africa many years ago, I went out to watch football. And when I mean football, I mean football. Okay, I didn't mean football football so I went out to watch football and 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 and, and with my friends were in, in in a restaurant and we sat down we're watching football and and we had so much fun because my team was winning and and I was all into the game and you know how it is when you're watching your team winning you know you're, you're, you're all in you give everything and then my phone rang and I look at my phone it was a call from my parents and I was watching football, and I was all in, and I was so excited, my team was winning, and my parents were calling me, and it was just a difficult decision to make, right? To go answer my parents or to continue to watch football. And I sat there, I looked at my phone, hard choice. It took me a few seconds. And I decided, you know what, I will go with my parents. <laughs> so, good choice, right? Yeah, good choice. So, I ran out. But on my way out, you know these glass doors? It was well polished. And you don't know something was there. I walked through the door when I came in, but this time they shut the door and it was well polished. And, 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 and I, was, I have my phone. I was running because the, the, the whole place was crowded and people were screaming. So I was running at the door. And before I know, I just went, mm. bam! <laughs> and I went like... And, and everybody was like, are you okay? I'm like... I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I run into it. I didn't expect it to happen. If I knew there was a door, there was a glass door there, I would prepare myself. I didn't know it was there. It came unexpected. I didn't prepare for it, so James said, Count it all joy when you run into trials because you're never prepared for it. You don't know it is there. You just run into it unexpected. And sometimes you're not ready for it. You don't have plan B. It just comes. And you know how it is. When you end up with this thing that you don't really know how to wrestle with it because you never imagined or expected it to come. It could be in a relationship. that You're in a relationship and you didn't expect something to happen, but all of a sudden you run into challenges in that relationship that you're never prepared for. You are not taught as a child how to respond to crisis, how to respond to conflicts, and conflicts just came in a relationship unexpected and you don't know how to respond to it. Maybe at a place of work that unspected conversation that you had with your boss. You just run into it. I never prepared for it. The shooting that happened a few weeks ago It's like we're in a culture where when things happen, everybody gets hyped up and we talk about it. Every church gathered everybody to pray about it, but we are never in time where we say, you know what? Let's just prepare. We wait until things happen and we feel like, oh man, cut us out of surprise. A surprise. You never expect it. Paul said, James said, count it all joy when the unexpected comes. It all joy? Have a positive attitude. Attitude is a choice. It's a choice. I don't know about you but I grew up in a culture where you, when, you, when you're grumpy, you say you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and it was common for people to, people to tell you go back, go back to that bed <laughs> and get up on the other side have you have your boss said that to you? Like, hey, if you're going to have that kind of attitude here at the place of, you just go back to that bed, sleep in it, and wake up on the right side before you come in here. They said to me as a student in school, right? Attitude is a choice. I met a lady this week on Wednesday, she was telling her story. She woke up one day and, and she started feeling dizzy and, and she was sick and she just, she just went to the hospital just a checkup. It was a normal day. Talk about unexpected. It was a normal day. She went in for, for a medical checkup and, and they took her blood and ran all the lab and then they called her. And she sat down. And the doc- doctor leaned close to her. Say, I'm sorry. And if you're sitting in the doctor's office, and and the first words that come out of his mouth is sorry, you know that you're not prepared for this. Talk about unexpected when you run into it. And the doctor said to her, You have 90 days because you have a terminal. Illness. 90 days, and the doctor said to her again, I'm sorry. And she looked at the doctor, she said, you're sorry for what? What are you sorry for? She asked the doctor, she said, 90 days, 90. She said to the doctor, think about how many lives I will touch in 90 days said, if every day I wake up and I say I'm going to add value to one person. I'm going to tell one person that Jesus loves them. And if that goes into their heart and their lives, their, their, their lives are changed. If I just say one thing to one person a day. He said, doctor, that is 90 people. She said, if I push myself, if I stretch myself and I go two people. She said, that is 180 people. She said, doctor, if I stretch myself more and I go three people a day, doctor, do you imagine what I I can accomplish in 90 days? And the doctor looked at her and said, that attitude must be rooted in something bigger than you. And she told the doctor, it's rooted in Christ. Positive attitude. Fast forward, when I met this lady on Wednesday, it was nine years later. <laughs> Do the math. Nine years later, that God supernaturally healed her and rescued her. The doctors did not, could not find any explanation of what happened. and she kept her promise of adding value to people every single day. It's a few things test our attitude the way adversity does. Charles put it this way, he said, we cannot change our past, nor can we change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the string we have, that one string we have, and that is our attitude. He said, I'm convinced that life is 10% of what happened to me and 90% how I react. Isn't that powerful? 10% of what happened to you 90% is about your attitude and how you react. It's a choice. So James said, when you're stretched, Choose positive attitude. Count it all joy. Second thing, James said, "Allow the process. Allow the process. Verse three, because the testing of your faith produces perseverance. When our faith is stretched, James said, it produces perseverance. And, and I'm so I love the definition, the, the Greek definition of the word perseverance because the English translation of it kind of lost the meaning somehow. And here are a few words that, that, that describe the original meaning of this word Perseverance. It means staying power. Staying power. The power to remain under the stretch. Then when you're stretched, the goal is not to find a way to reduce the stretch, but the goal is for you to ask God to give you the power to remain under. Isn't that incredible? And when James wrote this, he wrote to the church, believers that were persecuted. They were stretched in all sort of ways. And, and, And James said to them, he said, look, don't give your faith away. Don't compromise. He said, God will give you the staying power to remain under. Because there's a purpose and there's a goal that God wants to accomplish when you're stretched. Another word. Hopeful. Patience. It's not just, it's not just patience, but it's patience wrapped in hope. And hope, biblical hope, is defined as confident expectation. There's something you're expecting with all confidence. You're looking into the future. You're looking at your, you, there's a confident expectation of what is to come. And, and, and this word perseverance means a patient that is wrapped in hope. There's, there's a confident expectation that God is going to do something. Something good out of it. So I came up with a definition. I combined the two words together. The two phrases, stay in power and hope for patience. And I come up with this definition. Perseverance is the power to remain under with confident expectation. That when you're stretched, God will give you the power to remain under, but not just remain under, you're expecting something with confidence that God is going to do something and God is going to make something good come out of it because he makes beauty out of what? That in all things, God works for what? Good. This confident expectation persevere. And James went on to say in verse 4 he said, Let perseverance finish its work. So that you may be matured and complete, not lacking anything. There is a goal that God wants to accomplish when you find yourself stretched. And the goal is not meant to make you weaker. To make you stronger. It's not meant for you to make you fall, but it's to make you soar. Do you know how a bird learned how to fly? Like mean, mom, don't push me. Okay. No, 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 no! That is a bird language anyway. If you don't get that, that is how they speak. Like, no, dad, don't be mean to me. Don't, no, no, no. You got to fly. You got to learn to fly. Pichu. They push out. The pushing have to happen for the birds to develop the wings to fly. The goal, when you're pushed out, is not to make you weaker, but to make you stronger. It's not for you to fall, but it's for you to fall. I hope I remember my physics. Some of you are going, this is the closest you've been to an African with an bow and arrow. (laughs) You've seen it in in movies, like, the gods must be crazy, and and all of that. It's like, oh my goodness, they're so close. An African with an, oh man. You see, the tension... The greater the stretch, the greater the distance and the impact. The greater the stretch, the greater the impact, and the greater the distance. And I don't know about you, but I have moments that I say, God, no, don't pull it that can can you can you reduce it a little bit? Just a little bit more. No, 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 no. Just, just keep going a little bit more. And God said, look, I, I, I have something for you, but I have to release you. I have to, I have to stretch you because the, the, if I just... No, 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 no. Ouch. It hurts my back. Like, God said, no, no, no. I, I want to do something. You see... How many of you know that it takes much, much more work to build a healthy and great relationship than to build an average relationship? Like if you want anything average, you can do anything, you can get average. Like you can sleep and wake up and get average, right? If you're in school, you can just sleep and not study and get average. If you're in business, you cannot market and do anything and you can get average. But if you want something to be great and excellent, if you want to build anything that is solid and great, there has to be more put in it. And, the stretch is directly proportional to the assignment. Take Jesus for example. (laughs) He came to rescue us. That was the assignment. To rescue us from the power of sin. And you know the price he paid his life his life allow the process let it, let just let it go and watch out of it. Number three, seek God's wisdom. Seek God's wisdom. I think this is is powerful. I love this one. I read it. I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense because I remember, I remember. When I made that decision, I didn't get any wisdom from God. I just made it out of frustration because I was stretched. Can you guys remember? You, you can relate, right? If any of you likes wisdom, verse 5, you should ask God who gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So, 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 so have this picture of a church or, or, or believers, they were scattered all over the world. Jewish believers, they were scattered all over the world. And, and they, were, they, they were being persecuted for, for, for their commitment to Jesus. And, and and James is writing and he's saying, look, look, in the mix of your stretch, in the mix of your trials, in the mix of everything that is going around you, please do not make any decision, do not take any action without seeking the wisdom of God. And wisdom is defined here as the capacity to understand and hence act wisely. The capacity to understand and act wisely. Seek God's wisdom, seek God's understanding, and that understanding should guide your action. Then you seek God's perspective and let that perspective guide your respond to your trials, to your stretch. Don't just act from your human wisdom. See God. And God, I love love what James said, that God is willing to give generously. He doesn't hold back. He will give you the wisdom, and he will guide you, and he will lead you. So is any of you (laughs) stretched? If any of you are at a point in your life where you go? Wow, I'm about to break. If you're not, James said, it's coming. <laughs> it, it, it's coming. You know, he then said, count it all joy, brothers and sisters, if you. He said, when? Because we we'll all go through it. At one point, let me pray for you. There are some of us here this morning. This is is real to you. This is so, so real. This, This really hit home for you. You truly believe the word of God, that there's a purpose for whatever you're going through, but somehow, you're losing the power to stay the power to remain under and, and you want you, you want god to just to just to just give you that that power to persevere to remain under with a confident expectation and some probably some of you are just at a point of making a serious serious life-changing decision and you're going god before i move forward will you please give me wisdom give me your understanding give me your perspective all eyes close if you're here And you want prayer. Can you just, just raise your hands and I will pray for you. I think there's something powerful in saying God is me. Just raise your hands. Thank you. And, and I, will just, I will just pray for you. You don't have to stand. I just want to see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you bring the hands down? Father, we thank you that you know our hearts. Like there's nothing we can hide from you. Your spirit searches the deepest part of our being. And right now you're seeing through our hearts and, and, and I pray for the hands that were raised up. God, I pray, like Paul said, in all things, through prayer and petition, we should bring our request to you. And Paul said, the peace of God that transcends all understanding with guide our heart. God, I just want to pray for that peace. Shalom. To rest in each and every hand that was raised. God, you know the struggles. You know the stretch. You know the trials. You know everything. And you know each one of us i pray for a miracle a miracle a miracle in jesus name god i know that you're able to do exceedingly more than we can ever ask or imagine and god i just want to thank you for the testimony that will come out of these hands that were raised because we know you who began a good work is able to complete it. Give us rest. Give us the power to endure. Fixing our eyes on you. Knowing that the joy that was set before you, you endure all things, even the cross, and you set the example for us. Father, I pray You empower us to be able to stand strong.